Hello and welcome to the morning meeting, building John Boy Media. It's 8.49 a.m. on this fine Wednesday morning, and we've got some tunes for you as you drive to work. All right. A famous man. Okay, welcome back to the show. My name is Jimmy. His name is Maddie. Your mic is fucked up. Yeah, look at Whoever it. I mean, whatever. J- we should start running cameras and find the jerk face that does that to the mics and uh, out them publicly. That was a crazy setup. Someone but. enjoys that. Well, Jake's is like that in there anyway. I'm glad I don't have to fight with that mic anymore. Joe's messes with my mic and to the point where I said enough. I'm out on this joke. Right. Because uh, it annoys me so bad. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. If you subscribe to the channel, thank you for leaving a comment on the last episode. We'll be getting to a lot of those this episode. We'll be talking a lot about the company, uh, some behind the scenes stuff. We had a board meeting last night uh, to end the year, maybe start the the plan for the new year. We got a Bino stream coming up. We got warehouse filming the end of this week. We had some stat uh, meetings recently about uh, things you missed and some YouTube perks that are coming our way uh, with uh, thumbnail testing. So there's a decent amount of behind the scenes chatter if uh, that's what you tune in for. How are you doing? I'm good. Nice little commute in. You ever call yourself Eminem? Uh, No. Even though you have the M and M initials? My middle name is a G, so MGM Studios was was the go-to before. Wow. Who called you that? You? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, no, I'm excited for for today's app. Like you said, there's a lot of good questions that came in last week. I set up two different games if you wanted to play those at the end. Games? Yeah, I don't know. I saw these two things recently. Okay. Games that I think could apply to to you or, or this show and... We might do those, so stay tuned till the end if you want to see probably at least one of the two games. If anyone's wondering what kind of coffee I'm drinking, I dropped my coffee all over the floor, and then I just refilled the cup with water. So this is water with a hint of coffee in it. Yeah, right before we came in. Yeah. All right, well, to start us off, Bummer. Uh, Kyle posted this from Talking Yanks yesterday, but I wanted to give it a shout-out to Britt W1407, who commented on the last step, just being a massive Talking Yanks listener on Spotify, top 0.5%, despite not being a Yankees fan, just because they go to sleep listening to it. And they chose to go to sleep listening to it because they didn't want to miss any Talking Baseball. So There's a funny line at the end of the review where they were like, I fall asleep to you guys saying, why, where are all the lefties? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Which is true. So thank you to Britt. That was her name? His name? It's Britt W. So I was going with Britt and it's a female, but I I don't know that for sure. Britt Williams, you think, maybe? Yeah, maybe more like Williamson. Okay. Maybe his name is Will Bright. Yeah, very possible. Okay. Um, Can we start off by talking about the Mahomes breakdown going a little crazy? What is the current YouTube metrics do you know the other no i don't platforms? know i don't know but it did go crazy um it's on youtube it's at nine hundred and twenty-eight thousand views and i don't know anywhere else less than two days yeah it's uh nine hundred twenty-eight thousand 
500, no, 928,496. Sorry, I spoke out of turn. Uh, views in the first one day and 22 hours. That's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, because the LeBron one did really good. And when we were excited about that, this one kind of blew the LeBron one out of the water. Yep. It is football and Mahomes. So that makes sense. But that is crazy. I think it's doing well on the other platforms. I haven't checked in. I can check in. Do you think that just being so topical? I mean, it came out Monday at 11 a.m. Well, I got it out bef- like 12 hours after it happened. Yeah. Because I woke up at, I got to the office at 445, started working on it, and then we posted it when it came out. So I think that helps because even on the West Coast, people are waking up, mm. getting their Monday recap on the, on the whatever, you know. Yep. No results for John Boy Media on TikTok? Really? Oh, I had to do the puzzle piece to verify. So the Mahomes on TikTok is 423,000 views. Okay, so we're on like 1.3. Because I think the LeBron one did really good on other platforms, right? Yeah, LeBron might have it beat overall. Which is nuts. John Boy Media Instagram reels that's where they tell you how many views they have sorry last time i had this for lebron stuff because i was like really interested in it yeah i've been too busy i can do instagram and then we can get off this uh oh instagram only a hundred and uh 320k on the main thing and then 136 on the short okay so yeah it's going crazy but it got claimed by the NFL, so no money. Made one cent. On YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, one cent. So that's cool. We that got was, that one penny in there before they got it. That was my question for you next was, yes, it got claimed by the NFL. What is your thought process there? Like, just Bummer. stink, but it's okay. I tried to do a lot of stuff that you know helps you out in the fair use uh, argument, which we stand by. I think I fully transcend these and turn them into my own story and rearrange the order, zoom in, zoom out. I'm critiquing stuff, which is like the basis of fair use if you critique stuff. Uh, and I thought I did enough to go around their auto detection, but I did not. So whatever. We, it's sponsored by DraftKings. Right. DraftKings got the last two. They got the LeBron one and that one. So Damn. Yeah. That's and, good. and... Behind the scenes, we uh, owed DraftKings one Sunday night, but there was nothing really going on. So I was going to have to find a small story and put it out Sunday. Mm-hmm. There was like uh, this incident in a minor league hockey where a fan threw a chicken nugget on the ice and then the hockey player shot it back at the crowd. And just the title, uh, hockey player gets penalty for hockey player shoots chicken nugget at the crowd. I think would you'd be intrigued to be like, what? Yeah. So I was going to do that. And then I was kind of busy. It was Sunday night, and we just asked the sales team, like, hey, can we can we move it to Monday and not do Sunday? Because, you know, I'm swamped, blah, blah, blah. And they said yes. And then after they said that, this happened on Sunday Night Football. So very uh, – I was happy that they, they were nice and said, yeah, we can move it to Monday. And then they got rewarded for their kindness. Yeah, I my honest guess is they – 9x their YouTube views in two days. 
like hockey chicken nugget, I'm guessing lands at 150k total. On YouTube, not YouTube. Yes. Total, total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was a crazy one. I'm trying to do uh, uh, Tommy Cutlets right now. That's what I've been working on all morning because mm. uh, it's just such a fun story. And the dad made me really emotional when he was screaming, yes, yes. So I'm trying to get that out today, but I have a crazy busy day today of really fun stuff. Wednesdays are our fun stuff, so it is all fun yep. filming today. But I'm trying to find time to get this uh, out, and I don't know if I'm going to find it. Are we geo-guessing? We, are possibility. Film, we have a four-hour window of watching and playing, I think. No, it's not four, I don't think. That's really long. I thought it was. No, I think it's two. No, I pushed back because I said we need to do way more than two hours. Two hours just gets us two videos. Would love it. I have it on my calendar uh, 11 to 2. Uh, yeah, so three, three hours. hours. Split the difference. Cool. Agree. Talk Morning, talking Yanks after this, and then Bino live stream at 3. After watching playing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Oh, I was going to bring my pen. I need a pen to get high during watching playing. Oh, Bino. I forgot. Yeah, I thought you were talking about just a pen. No. <laughs> it's like, okay, why do you need a pen? Oh, um, no, damn. Well, there's there's other options. Yeah, we have gummies. Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams sponsors all the watching plans. So, yeah, they just last a little longer. <laughs> That's funny. I That didn't cross my mind as a possibility. I 100% thought you were sad that you didn't bring a physical writing pen into this room. I no, like, I was like, That's a lot. that's a long slate of, like, silly content yeah i'd like to you know take the edge off mm. uh but i'll have to do gummies now so i'm still fine <laughs> all good uh before we get to quickly discussing the board meeting and how that went yesterday i just wanted to wrap up the rest of the main channel talk with the things you missed i think you had an interesting meeting yesterday about things that you missed yeah I wonder. How did that if, go? I wonder if Lucas shared uh, the, his report in Slack, uh, his like Canva on it, because I could share some info if you want. So it was the whole crew that works on things you missed: me, Dalton, Ryan, Rob. Um, Kyle came in for a second, and it was basically kind of like Lucas, who's data analyst. I think. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna Slack him right now. Can you share the TYM Canva from yesterday? He put together a sheet of all the stats of like, you know, when what sports uh, have the best return views wise. Uh, what sports when they're the first segment of the show is the best. What sports have done the worst. Um, and then a lot of like titling info, which is mm -hmm. good. Which came back, the returns on the title came back the same as... Um, when we ran them for sports breakdowns like a year ago, which was if you you if you have a recognizable name in the video, you need to put it in the title. Makes or, sense. Or if it's a, a a country or a team name, team name wasn't as much, but it was player name or country. Like if we ever cover Team USA, it doesn't really matter the sport. Um, mm. it, the algorithm likes that. And same with um, some some leagues and team names worked. It was, yeah, a little bit of specifics. And I don't think it's for the humans 
looking at titles and reading, I think it's for the algorithm now knows I know where to put this because you gave me some info I on see. what it's about. Yeah. So, I, oh, um, you know, Steve Smith, Cricket, I know where to send this. Or um, LeBron James is too obvious of an answer. Patrick Mahomes is an easy one. Those weren't really big. But even, even some lesser uh, videos where we had names of players in do better. And I do think it's like because you're giving the algorithm more to work with. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It was interesting. I wish I had some of the numbers on there. Did you do? Have you seen any of these? No, no. That's why I was curious too. But we could also jump topic until Lucas gets back to you. Maybe we'll go to some questions. Sure. All right. So, ooh, one thing that I wanted to say before we get to the questions, Laughs from the Past is now back on Spotify. Yay! I know people commented. All the time. I get yeah. questions all the time. Why is it not on Spotify? And it's I was like, Spotify. I don't really know. So we we just fixed it? or? Yep, Lucas was able to help me fix it. Uh, we had to create a Spotify for Podcasters account for that specific show. It was a little bit of like a why did it not appear before situation, but it is there right here. And can you send me that link? I want to tweet that out. Sure. Or put and put it on my like Insta story. Cause people do ask me all the time. Like, Hey, why? Cause it's a show that people listen to the backlog. Right. Me included. Yeah. I had to go listen on Apple before. Uh, all right. I texted you the link, but yeah, that's exciting stuff. It's only a kick. A jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I wanted to get into some questions. I have the Slack, though, if you want that now. I have oh, the okay. sheet. Yeah, we can go back there. So the main thing is our views chart. I can turn this. It looks like this, which is how kind of a lot of the company looks because that's the baseball season. Besides January being high. October's the lowest. Yeah, October's not a good month for us. On, on talking baseball, it is because we go every single day. On other shows, it's not because uh, once your team's out of the playoffs, you don't care anymore. So you lose a, a bunch of fans in October, gotcha. which like I was like that. Like once the Yankees were done, I was like, I'm done with baseball. Yeah, makes sense. I think I just had maybe talking baseball thoughts and talking Yanks when they're in it. Those yeah, go those up. go up. But the main channel always goes down in October, and so does uh, a lot of our other stuff. And then merch will go back up a little bit. But yeah, Q1 and Q4 are not good for us. So, But that's like we're trying to correct that. So I said, hey, this looks like a lot of the company looks, but this is also something that like everyone needs to try to fix and beat. So let's figure it out. Uh, some of the interesting stuff was uh, there's been nine things you missed episodes with uh, soccer as one of the sports. And that it, they have uh, averaged 145,000 views, 38% above average. Oh, really? Yeah, that was interesting. Now, there's so many elements to this. Because, like, what was the thumbnail? What was the headline? What was the main sport? I think those play more than yeah. just this sport. Because it could have been a small soccer clip deeper in the episode. And the rest of the episode was just good. So, I don't know. Um, baseball's high. Frisbee yep. sports is really high. Lacrosse is high. Um 
And then, but it is, it is really interesting because uh, like field hockey, we've done that um, three times and it's really low, but the field hockey season is October and November. So it is like that just happens in our downtime. But then we should probably try to beat it. I don't know. Um, of the ones we've done five or more times, hockey's the worst, which adds up. I mean, hockey breakdowns were like our worst return to when we did it by sport. Uh, racket sports also down. Okay. Volleyball down. But I was like, this is good. It's interesting. Like, I want to put soccer to the test more now to see if, like, oh, does that really bump it? But I told them what will change on this information is how we title it, how we thumbnail it, and what we make the first topic. Yeah. But the rest of the show should just be whatever we find interesting and we want to share with our audience. And, like, we shouldn't have anything else in mind. But, and same with the first topic. It should be something we find interesting and we want to share. But we'll just be more careful about, uh, let's put a first topic is we know, like, the audience engages with. And then the rest, I'll do motor, cycle, soccer, or sumo, or whatever. It's just whatever we find interesting. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, We're going to test out doing some um, longer episodes. They're always around under eight minutes. But the impressions we've done, we did two that were over eight minutes and they, um, YouTube put them in the algorithm way more, which makes sense. YouTube doesn't put shows in their algorithm if they're under eight minutes for like longer than two weeks. Like even the Mahomes one that will die soon and YouTube will not promote it. That be because there's no ad breaks in the middle. So the longer your video is, the more uh, ads YouTube can put in it and then they're going to promote those longer than something that doesn't have a mid-roll. Yeah. Makes sense. So we're going to try and test that soon. I think this one that I'm editing today. Uh, Let's see. Title analysis. When the athlete's name is in the title, uh, 3% more impressions than average, 24% more views than average. That's pretty good. Uh, When the sport is in the title... More impressions, but way less views. It just says like basketball or like soccer, I guess. You need to be a little more specific. I think it's because when you say that, it's like, oh, this is so small of a player or team that you have no option but to use the sport title. So like, come on. It is true. Because when you do the league, the impressions are down, but the views are way up. And when when, when we've done the team or the country, impressions are up and views are up. So you need to be a little more specific is the is the learnings from titling, okay. thumbnailing. That was the gist of it. That's on this sheet because then we did do first topic, uh, but I don't have that on here. It was good. It's good to do that stuff and to use what you can but not change the content uh, drastically for that stuff. Cool. Um, while you were speaking, that made me think of uh, when I went to the YouTube conference last week and one of the things that they said not related to things you missed but something sparked this thought um they said that live streams on youtube are the last unsaturated market on youtube so you're going to stand out more there than you will other places 
It's because no one uses YouTube for that. Yeah. They use Twitch and other stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of just because they have failed in that space. No, but I, I, yes, but I think like my takeaway there is they're not going to really control the algorithm, these people, but if that's their internal point of view, then that's where they're going to focus like improving and maybe bump you way more than you should when you go live. You do get bumped. If you're live for more than 20 minutes, you see like a crazy bump, but yeah, I think that's more because it's not the premier destination for live streaming and they want to be. Yeah. I am, uh, I'm going to make a rule. Have you ever heard that in some baseball, uh, scouting, maybe it's from a movie or maybe one team said it like they were like, you're like, give me a comp for this minor leaguer, but their rule is you cannot comp a hall of famer. Mm. So what's your implication that I want to remove Mr. Beast and oh. people that have fucking a hundred million subscribers from our brains and stop comparing us. Yeah. And individual creators that have just like one channel and that's all they have and they dedicate seven days a week to this one channel. Yeah. Stop comparing us to that. Because I'm I'm like getting annoyed oh, about yeah. like we're different and they're yeah. a unicorn. Yeah. Like stop. That makes sense. Do I do that? No, I don't think you do. I think there's <laughs> a lot. But, well, maybe like you have in the past, but I think I've said that before. Like, that's different. Yeah. It's not really us. I think uh, there's a lot of advice shows out there that are um, giving people and creators advice mm. on how to be the 1% of successful YouTubers, yeah. which is not realistic or like there. Yeah. Like, why don't you just try to be make a living on YouTube? And that should be how you get advice. Mm -hmm. So I get kind of frustrated with those shows sometimes because I'm like, that's advice for fucking like 20 steps past what you could give people to like, yeah. hey, here's how you like average 20K and make 50 grand a year on that yep. as a side channel, you know, like that's step one. So it's kind of an, like uh, annoys me sometimes. That's fair. No, I think that that's where, and like, it's exactly why kids want to be a YouTuber now. Like that's the number one job set in kindergarten, Yeah, not fireman or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like all eyes on the top echelon of, of people. But your comparison, I think speaks volumes to what we're able to achieve on YouTube because you don't have to be a hall of famer to like do well. I obviously that's true in baseball too, but you don't even have to be an MLB player on YouTube to like do well. Yeah. If you have the right way to monetize and go about yeah. it and an engaged audience for sure. But I feel like the advice really skips all those steps and they just like shoot past that to, because even like if you listen to Mr. B's story, like he didn't, he started way different. Yeah. Um, That's, I, I think I told you this feedback too, because I went to two events last week and, and one of them felt like it was for old media companies looking to grow on YouTube because they haven't like tapped into that market yet. And I think that we're a little beyond that. 
Um, and then the other uh, outing was felt like it was a little for creators that don't have that following that they can tap into yet and are looking to grow into that space. Um, and like, how can I find uh, something that works for me? And there was great takeaways from both of them, but a majority of the conversations at those two events was like, didn't necessarily fit this middle ground of where we are. So if you have, now you're not going to have this if you're an individual creator, really. Uh, unless you have like a very savvy salesperson working for you on your team that sells. If you do a show three episodes a week and there you put, you sell one ad to uh, DraftKings, SeatGeek, like, a, you know, how we do it. Per episode. Yeah, one, one ad per episode, three episodes a week. Um, 50 guaranteed views an episode. 50K. Oh, what did I say? I said 20. Let's do 20 because that's even even more beginning. 20 guaranteed views. Now, your audience needs to be really engaged, really supportive, and and use your the codes and yeah. engage and all that. Um this is assuming you're good on the sales end. I just double checking my numbers. I said that if you do 20K, you can get 50 grand. Exactly. I, I know my CPM rates, uh, $25 CPM and a 70% sell through, meaning you're not even selling every single ad, you're selling 70%. Uh, you could get 50 grand. Now that's more of like, hey, if you're miserable at your job, you think you can build a passionate audience about this topic you like, and, and grow it to get 20K views on average three episodes a week. That's what you can earn. It's, that is going to be very hard to do. You're going to need to use socials and all that, but that's more of like starting advice of, and giving like a realistic understanding. You would, need a good, you would need a good salesperson. And then just to stop the comments that say, $25 CPM, the YouTube average is seven. He's not speaking about YouTube's programmatic CPM. He's talking about the direct sales, right? Yeah, and 25 is low. We sell higher than that. 25 is but the lowest end of direct sales. That's the direct sales from those three ads that you're putting in the video, not from YouTube. Yeah, one ad per video. Yeah, I was saying like three per week. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to do one episode a week and it's a long show that like, you know, 40 minutes that you can fit three ads in, it's the same calculation. Yeah. So that's more of a starting point, I think, for people than like go be a millionaire. That was good. Yeah. I should have asked, oh, what would you give advice? I am uh, I'm happy that my math worked out there. I know what 20K views is worth. <laughs> you do. That was good. Um, you got to really sell, though. That, that, you, you, if, if you don't have a salesperson that knows what they're doing and you're just uh, allowing these companies to come to you and not, like, knowing the negotiation, they're not going to. They're going to fucking, like, not give you what you're worth. Do you think that it's harder, though, as an individual? Like you're saying 20K views. Do you think it's harder as an individual to have the, like, brand recognition for these? Like, we have channels that average 20K views, but we also have other channels that, like, give our brand way more recognition and, like, leverage. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's part of being, like, what we offer as being a company as well. Is like if you're if you have something small that you don't know how to monetize yourself or you want help editing or with graphics or you want merch, like then you would 
you know, that's where those are the creators we want to join us. So yeah, we'll help you grow. We'll help you like bump everything up and put you part of our ads sales. And at the start, you just get lumped into other deals, really. Like they're going to pay for talking baseball, but then we package in yeah. other shit uh, with them. And that's how we can monetize the smaller shows as they're growing. And the other thing to note there. But we did at one point have shows like, you know, when Courtney first oh, joined sure. us in 2020, like we, yeah. we had the breakdowns always did really well and they're hard because they're only one ad and only 15 seconds. So it's like always been a battle. But we've had, you know, and we do monetize Jumbo yeah. Jig Radio, which makes yep. averages, I think, 20. Right now, it was higher at one point. Yep. It fluctuates a ton. I think the difference, and this is fantastic advice, I, I do think the difference is if you're a singular channel doing JJTV with 60,000 subscribers and you get fifteen to 20,000 views per, DraftKings might not pick up the phone. Like no, you no, you'd have to find companies that want to work with you. But like, yeah. we did have companies before DraftKings that were like you know yeah. we found Roosevelt's, we found uh, Blitzball, and yeah. you know, um, and that, that's where you're saying the power of a good salesperson is going to yeah. be able to help. Yeah, yeah. Last question on your example: Is that a 20k floor that you like? Yeah, would guarantee. Yeah, with guaranteeing 20k views, so that needs to be your floor. Yeah. You. you you have to hit it unless then you, well, otherwise you would have to do like, you know, make goods. You kind of need a big operation to do that. Cool. Yeah. I felt like that was a good convo. But it's also a good convo for the general public that think you need to get so many views to be successful. Like oh, people, yeah. even inside these walls, sometimes people scoff at shows that only have, you know, uh, 30K views. And I'm like, that, we sell that. That's yeah. good. Obviously, we want every show to have more. We sell 10K floor. I think we kind of stopped doing that. Update. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that, you get pa you get packaged in as like, you know, cool. you get like 10 of them. But yeah, like your example, 50,000 a year on a 20K floor is. That's all I was trying to do when I started the company by yeah. myself. Make 60 grand a year. That was my, that was, that was my dream. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's cool. Um, before we get too far into the episode, I, I want to hit on the, the board meeting. How did it go yesterday? Really well. Uh, Courtney had an awesome presentation. She like, you know, uh, a lot of that is board meetings are like in the presentation, good info, bad info, but also like, you know, t uh, digestible updates. And yeah, I mean, where, where the company was six months ago when we were kind of like, um, the way I explain it, and I'll share this, I guess. I'm trying to teeter on what is... I don't know. I'm always bad at that because I always overshare. Basically, the past, the year was really hard. And a lot of it was our own doing and just like growing pains of our own. But if you break it down into um, the last 12 months or so, or even longer than that, maybe 18 months, uh, we hired a CEO. 
during that period, Courtney was on maternity leave and I was, um, I stepped back from that and, um, and wasn't really like the day to day. We realized we needed to change that, that we weren't really on the same page, didn't have the same vision. So we made a change. And when we did that, so now we're kind of like, and we hired like crazy in that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of messy, like internally, the organization, the management structure was like non-existent, really. So when we made the change, um, me, Courtney, and Jake, we had to spend a couple months detaching people from the company that weren't employees. When you when you start a small company, you have a lot of people that are um, freelance, not or yeah, yeah, like freelance or like contract workers or um, uh, helpers. Um, we've gone through like two agencies. And, 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 and lawyers and PR reps. And we had all these different contract places that helped us. And they really, really helped us grow in that, in our, from in the, like up into that point. Uh, so I thank them very much for that. And they were like needed, but it came to a point where we were like, this is too much. Too many people are not living in the walls day to day and understanding the day to day of the company, but, but representing us or, or, or or like offering us help and being paid for it. Uh, so we spent, uh, Courtney had to spend like you know, a while, like detaching all of those. So again, uh, that's uh, effort being spent like outside the walls of the company, cleaning up kind of the, like you know, the perimeter of it. And then we had the bank crisis hit and the now the media spend is going to be way down uh, in August and I was going on paternity and, uh, or no, not in August in, uh, April, April, May, June. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, I was going on paternity soon. Um, the fucking bank crisis thing scared the shit out of us because we lost all our money for a day or something like that. Right before, uh, team baggage played pinstripe. Yeah. I don't know if people know that, but yeah. Yeah impromptu board meeting every dollar's lost it wasn't every dollar but it was a good chunk uh, okay let's go play blitzball <laughs> uh, joe's joe's check swing walk off tough time tough two hours uh that scared the shit out of us we made the change uh, to say I, i'm out I'll, I'll do content court you do business you do the business side of the company we really need someone like fucking working on this so we spent three months i said i'll fucking the content that makes money i'm going to be head down doing that corny was replanning the the business um we had to do the riff that sucked we had to get in line and get back to profitability because we were still we were in like growth phase of a young company and okay so now that's three more months where the focus isn't really on inside these walls management and i'm not excusing it like we should have been that was our fault we like succumbed to distractions or just needs um so then people have been listening when august came around and summer kind of was coming to a close we were all that was done, taken care of, and the company was in like a really good spot where we said, all right, let's fucking turn everything internal and, and, and build the management structure and build out our teams, build out our leadership team, have better communication. Uh, and that was a really like, you know, habit changing because if you think about it, like for the last nine months, there was no like, not policing, but there was no like management. 
And I, and I think all of our employees were desperate for it. And like, there's no communication with management. And we were kind of like, yeah, there hasn't, that's our bad. We, we started this company and then we, we, we got in all these different like entanglements. So we feel really good about that. And since then we've been like doing really well. Um, and the conversations about 2024, the companies that are reaching out to us, some deals that like, even if they don't happen, the fact that they're people like these, these places are coming to us to partner or, or talk about what a partnership work, we are just like fucking so excited about 2024 and the possibilities. And it might really be like a speed ramp uh, for the company and some of the stuff that we're able to do and put together. So, and, and, and we've already like sold um, like what we made in, in 2023 on um, revenue, we're like about to hit for 2024 because we were able to like schedule out JM baseball, schedule out warehouse games, get organized and then pre-sell the whole year at like as like upfronts. And so, yeah, we're pumped. So Courtney shared all of that. Board's really excited. We're really excited. Um, the diversification of like our partnership deals. We've talked about that on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm like excited because I know we're going to get to the holidays. It's the end of the year right now, but I fucking love getting like starting the year and being like, all right, let's do it. Like spring training starts. Um, we just like hit the ground running. So I'm very excited. And I think, I think that sentiment is shared. It was the, it was like the happiest or like most like, all right, shit, let's go. Like yeah. board meeting, good shit. So nice. Kudos to Courtney and everyone. But would you would you echo those sentiments? Someone that's on the leadership team that has seen those uh, periods and like the company, like does that ring true to you? I think so. I I feel like um, I mean we use the car analogy a lot. Like oh, we built this car and we have yet to like race it. Yeah, I feel like early 2023 we were saying that oh we have this car we don't race it let's like now's our year to race it and um i i feel like at that time we were like oh wait a minute we have these tires on like yeah look at yeah. those tires it was like, like pit my not? ride we built like a, a really good outs it looked yeah really good from the external we didn't really work on the motor and the wiring yeah and so i feel like right now everybody out there has a, a better understanding of, of what they're doing uh, moving forward. And we're in a place now that we fix the wiring. We put the good tires on that. Yeah. Like you said, maybe less flashy outside, but like now we're in a spot where January, 2024 is going to start and we're basically press go. And this car is going to like race around a track. No yeah. problem. And, and that being said, even though all those like struggles and, and um, changes and shifts, the um, audience grew like crazy. The views grew like crazy. The revenue grew like crazy in 2023. So yeah. like the charts still went up. It was just, it was just harder and there was like tougher periods, but yeah. So board meeting was good. Excited about it. Kind of, kind of want to do this warehouse tournament that's happening. And then I want to just fucking, get to Christmas and start, start 2024. Mm. Yeah. I feel the same. I, I want to start 2024 too, but then there's like, yeah, there's this big warehouse tournament this week. 
which is like the first step. Um, do you, are you able to say anything else on that bank example that you gave or, or bank antidote? Cause I feel like the way you left it, people are going to have a lot of questions in the comments. Um, really like I, I think to clarify and patch some of the holes, it, we, it was out of our control, uh, a bank that we had been working with had had their struggles. A lot of startups we're working with because yeah, it was, uh, whatever, for whatever reason. And then it collapsed and then with a buyout, I don't, you know, it was very big story when it happened back whenever that fucking was March. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were affected by that. Everyone was like, we talked around and everyone had, you know, some of their money there. Uh, and we did. And it's like insurance gets the money back? Uh, no, the other guys like bought it out, right? Oh, okay. I don't or it wasn't a buyout. I don't know. I'm far removed from it now. Obviously, I follow it closer. But it was it was a little bit of a scary moment. But then we called around. Everyone was like, don't worry. Uh, and even if we did it wasn't all of our money but it was a decent amount of it and it, it was just more eye-opening when we were like well how much is there how much is here and we were like trying to track all the paperwork and it was like who's the main person mm -hmm. and we were like no one mm -hmm. so that was kind of change it up cool all right let's let's jump to some of the questions as we are can't really see but how long have we been I do not know. About 40 minutes. So let's jump to some of these questions, and then maybe we play one of these games that I set up. Um, two questions of a similar vein. Net129 said, how did you come up with the name John Boy? Not sure if you've answered this before, which I think you have. Yeah, it was a typo. My buddy uh, phone would correct Jimmy to Jami, and then uh, Jake would say all these different like endings like, uh, John Boy, John Man, Jamalope, Jamalantern. And it was like a two-week thing. In those two weeks, I had graduated college and I was applying for jobs, so I changed all my social medias to be an unrecognizable, like, moniker. And that was the nick, like the flavor of the week nickname. No one ever actually called me it. Yeah. Uh, and then that was in, like, 2011. And then in 2017, it was still just all my socials when I started doing Talking Yanks and stuff. And then related to that, Sean asked, do you regret naming the company after, after yourself? Because any account that contains the name John Boy has people thinking you are personally responsible for the post, opinion, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if regret is the, is the word, but like I, we, had, we, did, we didn't know what would happen. Like we had to uh, incorporate. And at the time, when I got like the 25 grand investment to build Talking Yanks, we really weren't thinking bigger than talking Yanks. Our, our end goal was to um, get a show on yes network. Like that was like our big like chase and get maybe do uh companion streams. That's what like I have the emails from 2017, uh, December, 2017 talking about that when I got like, and, uh, and we couldn't incorporate as talking Yanks because it was Yanks and it, it, it left us, uh, you know, in case we ever did want to grow. Cause I was still doing like laughs from the past mm -hmm. music movies. Like, so I always want, I always wanted to grow 
have other shit on it, but I, we didn't know how, how big at that time. So we needed to incorporate and we went with John boy, uh, media. So it was that, that, that was the decision at that point. And then as we kept going, like that was it. And then, and then it became when the breakdowns took off, John Boy had like such good SEO because we're competing with a tiny town in Uzbekistan and that's all to the point where it was like, this is what people know us as. So that's what we got to do now. Uh, I, I think it, it, it is weird. It probably not fun for, it is weird or maybe not fun for, you know, Jake or Trev, all the other big players, but that's why I think we try to use JM as much as we can now. And, um, make sure people say John boy media. Yep. That, that was when we had like, when at the point where we had too many people working on our behalf, they didn't even talk about us the way we talked about us sometimes. And like, you know, so I, like in our handbook and our memos, like do I am John boy, the company is John boy media or JM. Please do not refer. Cause people would text me and, and I'd be like, I'm not doing that. And they're like, no, not you. I'm like, oh, God damn, this sucks. So yeah, it is confusing and annoying. I don't know. We can't course correct now because it's like, that's what we're known as. Yeah. That's become my biggest pet peeve is when I'm meeting with somebody and they only say John boy. It's like, yeah, that's not, I hate it, but what, it's not really their fault. No. Um, getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Dalton asked, and not Dalton Feely, asked in the comments, what is the best way to get your name out there in the baseball world? Do you have any advice here? It seems like there's so many possibilities, but such little opportunities. How do I take an opportunity and seize it without selling out? Without selling out? Um, man, be on Twitter respond to all the big players not in a troll way but in like a normal way like add value in your responses um probably at this point pay for the check mark because then you're going to be a top mm. reply that stinks but then you're going to if you add value with your responses and you have the check you're going to be at the top that's what i did i responded to everybody that's what a lot of people do is respond to people that are in the baseball world that are having conversations, but don't just be a dickhead or don't just add nothing. Just don't, don't just respond to respond, like add value, add a stat, add a thought, be human. Don't be an internet person. That's uh, a bad way to go about it. Uh, you know, there's people that just like are the internet online and that sucks. They just like say the same shit everyone else does or try to like get you upset. And then, um, and then 
if people start following you on, on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok for your thoughts or what you have, then you grow it from there. But you're not going to be like, you have to start that small. You have to get people that want to just converse with you about the topic at hand. And then you grow, 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 grow. And they allow you to do more and more and more. I don't think you're going to be able to just be like, here's my po- our podcast, please listen. And then all your replies are just linking your podcast. No one's going to do that. They have to, you have to get a, a backing and like people that, oh, I like your stuff. Oh, yeah. I like the way you talk, you know, things like that. So you just got to start as a, a dude who uses social media to talk to everyone in the baseball world and then grow from there. That would be my advice. Unless you have like very specific stuff. He did the warehouse stats or you want to work for a team or shopping. Then you go to winter meetings and mm-hmm. pass your resume around and just talk to people, I guess. But if you just want to do your own thing, you got to start really small. It's really nice to have a, a niche. Like baseball is a world where you can start. We've seen a lot of creators just like kind of build themselves up in the industry. Fuzzy, foolish, jolly. We get ice. Um, so you can do it. It's not out of this realm. Baseball doesn't exist. Like a lot of people have done that. Yeah. Um, Hunter, I think this is a quick one, but he asked, Related to using new platforms like Instagram Reels for breakdowns, are the audiences across platforms different, or is there ever a risk of catching a viewer on a platform that offers less return on the view? So I think that the the thought here is like advertisers, they're not counting all of the Instagram Reel views without the ad read, right? The ad read has to be in there yeah. yeah, for it to count. But we keep the ad read in there for the breakdowns because it's a 15-second ad read. Yeah. Um, so it kind of pertains to the content and the format. Like talking baseball, we the regular episodes only count podcast apps, YouTube, and Facebook because that's where we put the full episodes of talking baseball. Uh, if they wanted to do a social media campaign, we would sell that as a different package for an advertiser. Um, but, but, but those don't count there, but for the breakdowns, because they're short form content and, um, have a short ad read, the ad, it, it is read in full on the, uh, TikToks and reels and stuff like that. So it would count towards it, but that's maybe the only version, maybe the only piece of content we do that has that, I, uh, you know, I think, cause they're, they're just, it works the way it is. Yeah. Uh, going to another question. Conifer Farms, they asked, uh, what are the thoughts on a version of Guts in the warehouse? <laughs> it, would be a, it would be a lot. I would, we would need, probably need to hire a production company and change and build and all that. So it would be very fun, but I don't think the warehouse can... Uh, I don't think the warehouse could handle that many days being under construction. Mm. We film in it every week. Yeah. And that would probably shut it down for a... a two weeks minimum to build like shit like that. So probably not, but I want to do versions of games like that. I was talking about that the other day, like mini games and mm-hmm. little competitions, like, but you know, like putting an aggro crag or like all the harness jump things. I don't think we're ever going to do that. I don't uh, think people want to watch us in harnesses jumping around. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. 
It would. It is nice that the loft is up there. Just jump right down. I mean, we were watching that German game show, and Jack and I saw an event that we were like, this is so funny. They dropped like a paper butterfly. Mm. And then they had a like a 10-foot stick with a net on the other end, and they had to catch it. And when we get a scissor lift, we can do shit like that. Do it from the loft, but you don't have to do it from the scissor lift in the middle of the floor. The middle is better because the, the loft is up against the wall. Yeah. Um, I want to jump to Landon's goof and gaff section of the show. Wow. LGA and LG and G. He said, glad Disney was a good time. Claire is adorable. Thank you. I agree. Would you rather hit a hole in one at the masters or hit a grand slam in the world series? He gave context that there have been 33 hole in ones and 21 world series grand slams. Uh, it would have to, it, this ruin, it would just, um, it would have to be meaningful. Like, I think it's pretty even. Like, if I hit a grand slam and my team was losing, I don't give a, I don't care. Uh, if I hit a hole-in-one but I'm down 17 strokes. Actually, without meaning, I'd rather the hole-in-one. Mm. I disagree, but go ahead. If, like, it was in a losing effort, I'd want the hole-in-one. I... As much as the golf diehards might disagree, I think a hole-in-one is a lot more luck than a Grand Slam. So I would take... Well, Grand Slam is happenstance. You need your teammates need to be on base. Uh, that's fair. Just a home run. But hitting a home run is way harder than hitting a hole-in-one, I think. I don't know. For the average human, you're not going to hit the ball. Like I'd rather have the ability for the average to human. I think run. I I think that'd be pretty because you can play golf your whole life and never hit one. I yeah. guess you could hit a baseball your whole life, but they were doing. There's a whole study on this sports science where like if pitchers throwing 80 miles per hour, like Bartolo Colon's home run, like there is, and you swing as hard as you can, you just really need to catch it flush at the right mm -hmm. angle once, and it will go. Like, they did a study. Like, you don't need to have crazy power. You just need to be able to swing the bat. They did, like, the swing math on, like, the – and it wasn't, like, nuts. But it's, like – it was, like, the easiest home run to hit was, like, an 80-mile-per-hour fastball with, like, a 70-mile-per-hour swing, line drive down the left field line, and, like, you could do it. Mm. Um. But, yeah, I mean, hole-in-one on, like, a par three would probably be easier, I guess, because you could, like, just fucking bump it and it go in. Depends the stadium, too. Yeah. I don't think I could hit a home run, and I could hit a hole-in-one. So I guess hole-in-one's easier. That's I, my thought process. I used to – I got real close one time. My seven iron. Oh, yeah? In college. Yeah. I could hit that. This is the only club I could hit because I hit it like a hockey stick. Speaking of the bigger YouTubers, this person wasn't massive, but Calix is a UK YouTuber, and he, I think it was him, sat on a par three hole and, like, camped out until he hit a hole-in-one. It's pretty funny. Took him, like, three days. Damn. Trick shots, hot in the street. Um, okay, there are a few other questions, but I did want to play this game. So let's jump there, and then if we have time after, we'll hit... Wrap this up. Game, game. Time game, for a game. game. Let's play game. a game. Is this game. on? Do I, is there anywhere I look? No, you don't have to look, but keep, get like a notepad out or. 
something that you when does my interview show come out oh i sent it to um the company that puts dynamic ads in really yeah did you edit them i edited the first one with jake it's not really editing right it's just not but i did punch-ins Ooh. um was it good i thought so how are we going to release those my thought is friday feelings and you just go once once we have all of them and maybe we just kick it off in the new year before like if YouTube dies down that December week. How we many did, how many we record? Eight? Seven. Nice. First when, well, seven weeks. And then you can do seven week stretch. In that seven week stretch, maybe I come up with a new uh, yeah. interview format and we yeah. binge record seven more one day. Yeah, and we just do like the Friday special. Okay, cool. All right, I'm ready for the game. All right. This is I a need game. a notepad, you said? Well, I mean, just pull up like a Google Doc or something. You just have to write five things in an, in an order. So keep a list of the order. All right. Lights went off. Wow. Can I use the Google Doc that we're using? We're not moving enough? We're being way no, too still in here. you're looking at the thing. Get out of there. All right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Maddie did a jumping jack. The lights came back on for those just listening. Okay, so the game that I played was fun. It was at my sister's, and she had this game called Chronology. And, Chronology. And it was basically Disney movies, yeah. and you had to get a string of 10 in a row based on release date. Yeah. I'd crush this. I, I asked her if she had a sports version because it's her company's game. Oh, and I, I was like, we get at sports. Bring but the sports. They have a general one without the Disney movies. Like, it's just history. I'd be good at movies and music years. Disney movies? No, I didn't watch that many Disney movies. It was all Disney, this one. But and I only from to, uh, uh, 92 to 2016. Yeah. Within that range, I gotcha. Yes. Um, but I wanted to do this with breakdowns. I want to see. Oh, wow. Okay. I picked five breakdowns from either the 2020 or 2021 season and i want to see if you can put them in the correct order and everybody play along comment go as we'll reveal the answer at the end but comment that's tough while you're going and then post a comment and then see how you did okay i have a visual memory sometimes when i try to do these things so 20 and 21 is hard because uh we were in the bronx office both years if you included 2019 mm. and 2022 i would have distinct Memories of making them. Yeah, I made this in New Jersey down the shore, so that's 19. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. First one, I'm just going to read you the title. Bench is clear after Castellanos flexes over pitcher. Oh. Uh, okay. I think he was on the Cubs then. Okay. Wait, I have to tell you now? or I have to put No. In order? Okay. That's... After this, say where you're putting them. Where would you put in relation? Clayton Kershaw waves off his coaches, then ends the eighth inning himself. Before or after the Castellanos one? What? Okay. I thought you were going to give me all five and I put them in order. I am. I mean, I'm going one by one. Um, you just want me to tell you all five? No, no. I think Castellanos was when he was on the Cubs. Were they clear over him and he got traded from the Tigers to the Cubs? 
so that would make it after the trade deadline. Clayton Kershaw waves off coaches and ends leaning himself. That sounds like an early year breakdown. Um, and Clayton Kershaw gets hurt a decent amount. So, um, I would say Kershaw came before. Well, oh, 20. When did Castellanos become a Cub? Where do you go after the Cubs? Tigers, Cubs for one season? And then Phillies? Did he go somewhere in between? Do you want me to tell you? I don't know. You tell me. You're the master of the rules. He did go somewhere in between. It's at oh, the Reds. Yeah, it's how I remember. Oh, and he was on the Reds when that happened. Because the Reds were fighting everyone. With Puig and shit. And uh, Amir Garrett. Yeah. I'll say Kershaw came before Castellanos. Okay. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to read you these and then you keep your own list. All right. But, all right. The next one is Otani throws near Canna's head and he doesn't enjoy it. Hmm. Uh, okay. You got uh, it? Well, well, Tani was hurt in 2020, right? That shrug was genuine. Like, I have no idea. Was he hurt in 2021? 20, I remember that breakdown. I don't remember where I was when I made it, and, I, and neither of the other two. So um, they all feel like early season breakdowns. That feels like such a 2019 breakdown, but I'd say that's uh, Otani. 2021 was when he won the MVP and he lost it to Judge. Then he won it again. I'd say that's 2021, early 2021. Okay. So where does that land? Mm. That lands... uh, the most recent of the three. Okay. Next one is the Jays throw at Kiermeyer because he stole their secrets. Oh, that was an awesome breakdown. Um, that's such a good one. That is 2021, like uh, August of 2021 or, or September of 2021. Okay. I, I would guess. I don't know. I know that Rod Carew... First time he ever responded to me on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Keep paper out of baseball campaign. He was mm. all for it. Nice. All right, so that sounds like you're putting that fourth at this point? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, here's the last one. Ramon Laureano charges the Astros dugout. Oh, it's 2020. It's like um, June or July of 2020. Okay. That was because um, that, uh, that was after the scandal all happened. The first time they went to Oakland and I was leaving the Bronx office and I walked to my car and then I saw it on my phone and I literally stopped in the middle of the Bronx and walked back to the office mm. and put it together in like next three hours and texted Katie like, sorry, I'm going to be late. Mm. Okay. So your picture memory does come back a little bit. Um, all right. So your order. Well, Jay's throw at Kiermaier was when I lived in my new house in New Jersey. So that means it was 2021 after the trade deadline. I remember where I was when I read the Rod Carew tweet. 
Okay. So your order is what? Um, uh, Ramon Laureano charges is the first one. Then Clayton Kershaw. Then Castellanos. Then Kiermaier. Castellanos might be the after Kiermaier if like tensions were high and the Reds were good. You're just missing Otani throwing near Canna's head. That one I have early 2021. So I, that's third in my list. Oriano okay. one, um, Kershaw two, Otani three. And then I don't know. Uh, and then I don't know. And then Castellanos four, Blue Jays five. Okay. You did pretty well. Everybody else press send on your comment and then you could go edit it if you want to leave an opinion. You did pretty well. Uh, Loriano is first, August 9th of 2020. And that was early in the year because it started in like yeah. July. Yeah. Kershaw, you put in the right spot, but that was August, uh, October 2nd of 2020. So later, I think, than you were thinking. As new as 2020. Yeah. Uh, third was Castellanos, so that this was your mistake in flipping those two. Ah, shouldn't have flipped them. April third, it's like the first weekend. I of thought the year. it was early. Part of me thought it was really early because I was because it was like weird. Yeah, and then Otani was May of twenty twenty one. So I had early twenty twenty one. Yeah, you correct. the thoughts were all right. And then the Jays was September of 2021, which you said it was August. Or August September. of 2021. Yeah. All right. Good enough. That's pretty good. I don't. Rem- I only. I don't remember like three of those. Loriano one and Kiermaier one. I remember because those were big. Which has the most views? I don't know. Loriano has to have the most views. I tried to pick all from 2020 and 2021 that had over a million views. So I would do. Uh, I would do like kind of anything on Kiermaier or Kershaw at that time because I would zoom in on his mouth and I thought it was funny. Mm. So if I had a Kershaw moment, I would be like, let's do it. I'm going to zoom in on his mouth. Yeah. Yep. I opened that video all, all the way zoomed in on his mouth. That's like, funny. Like, Oh, I, I thought it was a black screen. Yeah, no, it was way in his mouth. <laughs> it was a gag I did. And people would comment like, why do you always do that? <laughs> Just Kershaw, I would do it. All right. Well, you did good. Thank you. I think maybe we wrap the episode there. Episode's wrapped. Let's get up and leave. All right. Subscribe.